This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off using the code SWN20 for that 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Hey, what's up? It's uh, it's promo guy Ian Skinner here. That's uh, Kat Suri Shibata. It's a picture. Um, if you're, uh, I mean, you probably want to listen to the video version or like watch, watch, at, watch and listen, use your eyes and your ears uh, to enjoy this uh, podcast episode. But if you're listening on the audio version, I've got, I'm pointing at a picture of Kat Suri Shibata that my, uh, my, my friend made for me. I've got the world's worst mustache going on right now there's a whole bit that will pay off like this weekend when i'm recording this um but by the time like an episode's out like you'll be like oh it's just it's just bad oh you listen to the swn um podcast um where scottish wrestling lives i guess is that is that a tag is that a tagline i guess i don't know uh buy my merch Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. This one is actually presented by Manscaped. We'll be speaking about that a little bit later on. I am joined yeah. by, by, uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I, I, I had four episodes that were presented by Manscaped, but I had no kit to actually to show off. Now I've yeah. got it, so I'm excited. Uh, I am joined, you heard this voice there by guest. You probably will recognize the voice of, because I think we've logged about 10 hours of nonsense. Um, still don't yep. know what we've actually talked about. It is. Nope. It is the former <laughs> former pro wrestler. Wow! I know we've went a long I'm, way here. You're going right in with both feet. Former. I'm now a civilian. I'm the civilian Scottish with. And That's, you showed off. You showed off by with no red hair, nothing. It's. I've got I've got the remnants of the of the previous week's job from like last December. Still in my beard. Hasn't quite came out yet. Yeah, I'm the civilian. I'm a I'm a punter. I'm a fan. I'm just. I'm no different than you, Billy. We're one and the same. We're just. We're just a wrestling fan. Wrestling fans together. I don't get chucked out of events for uh, hassling the wrestlers, so that's that's uh, that's for you. Well, wow. I was trying to. I was. Here's okay. Cards on the table. I was having such a great time. Particular, in particular, being out there for Caleb Valhalla against Conor Malloy because they had just such a good match. And I'm sitting next to one of my friends, Liam. He's a big wrestling fan as well. And I get turned into him and say, I'm having so much fun. I was struggling a little bit because I really wanted to get in there. It was uh, one of one the... He sent me he sent me regular. But he trained for a little bit, a guy called David. And he was sitting with his, with his son behind me. So I was, oh, amazing, David's here. So I'm chatting away to him. And he's like, how are you coping? And he's like, ask me again in like half an hour. The 10 minutes later, I turned back to him and said, I'm struggling. Because it was such a buzz being out there. Because I, I don't get to do that. I don't get to be out front and take it in. And I had such a good time. And I really wish I'd stayed for the rest of the show. But I, I thought the best thing for me to do was just to nick off at that point and not cause any more of a scene than I did. Mm-hmm. But I was really enjoying it. I can see the appeal of you coming to the WrestleZone shows, Billy, because it's, it's such a buzz. It really is a buzz, and uh, but yeah, I effed it up. I should have behaved, and I effed it. Shocking, shocking. Uh, 
I mean, you know, but like you're saying, you're 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 not you saw what we see now. You, you see, yeah. right? We write so many good things about about the shows and and why we keep coming back and why guys like like Kaylee and Kyle come up from Glasgow to see the shows and it's it is it's just the the best time. I don't know if you if you saw my if you listened to my uh, Regal Rumble um, stuff uh, about I'm, it. I'm going to. It's on my to do list. I will. Well, I will definitely do it. I'll give you a bit of a spoiler. After the first match of the main show, the tag team match. Uh, so mm-hmm. Kelly, of course, at the show with me, uh, which I think is our second show since the birth of our son. Uh, turned to me and just went, I love live wrestling. I love this. And I was like, yeah, that's that's the appeal. That's the show. That's why we come. That's why we, we, we go all this way to I say all this way. It's an hour and a half. But yeah. that's why we come to the show because it's it's worth the price of admission and the petrol and whatever you pay for Primark on the day, which is always an expense. But it's, yeah. it's worth going because you get to see a show for two, three hours. Even if you're not like a huge massive wrestling fan, it's like it's it's so much different being there live than it is watching it in front of the telly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get up in it, especially. And again, sometimes there's nothing worse than bad wrestling, but sometimes there's nothing better than good wrestling. And mm-hmm. whether you're a casual or you're a super hardcore fan, or it's the first time you've ever ever been to it, or for the people who don't even know what wrestling is, if it's good, it's good. And uh, yeah, I'm. I have. I wasn't at the Rumble. I had the chance to watch back the Rumble, um, the match with the First City Saints and the Foundation of the Future, Belter. Mm-hmm. Like that, for my money, that that's your best two tag teams in the country, and I I will I will stand by that. Uh, I will I will I I will die on that hill with those two teams. That's a great way to open a show. And it looks like we're going to get more. So mm-hmm. That's good. That's exciting. I'll well, absolutely watching that back to you as well. Well, I mean, of course, they are both officially um, like being awarded Tag Team of the Year and One to Watch Tag Team, respectively, in the most uh, prestigious SWN year-end awards, uh, of they, course. so They were the most beautiful trophies I think I've ever had the opportunity to see a picture of. It was you, no expense spared, and you really went to town. And I know the guys appreciate the effort that you went through there. So thank you on behalf of the guys for doing that, Billy. Thank you. I had stickers as well. I was going to, like, instead of writing SWN on, I had winner stickers on them, but they couldn't, they just didn't, like, go on the, the trophy well enough. They just had a massive crease. So I was like, yeah. I've got a Sharpie. I mean, when it comes to trophies, uh, I always use the phrase, what would Vago do? And so I had a Sharpie and I had a, a trophy. <laughs> Put it together. There you go. Sorry. Vigo would make it up as he goes along. That's pretty much his mantra now. He just flying by the seat of his pants and make it up as he goes along. God bless him. Well, it's it's worked. I'm 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 actually glad we haven't seen. Of course, we've got a question that kind of kind of cues into, uh, of course, the return possibly of the mosh bit. Uh, but okay. I I it's it's about the the. Oh God, I need to find it. I've got that many tabs open because I put it everywhere for questions that. I need to go find them now. And okay. <laughs> the ice cream truck just arrived and I got distracted because I'm a child. <laughs> uh, right, okay. <laughs> Come on, God. keep it together, Billy. We can do this. This is our fifth time. Surely we can do this. Uh, Martin Clunas has asked, can you ask him why you didn't complete his KISS ranking table on Saturday night while he was dog-sitting? Of course, this is because... while you were at the, Re- the Regal Rumble. Uh, everyone's waiting patiently. <laughs> 
because I forgot about it is the answer. And also, I said to I said to him, and I said to Caleb, and I said to Thunder, and I said to Vigo that I'm not the biggest Kiss fan. I know Kiss via osmosis because they're Kiss. I mean, they're a massive, massive band. So, but there's there's 64 Kiss songs I had to get through. I recognise a good a good amount of them, but um, I went Martin down. Um, once again, I'm dog-sitting right now because I'm the only one in the house. So this seems to be part of the course, me dog-sitting, which I'm okay with, by the way. But um, Martin Clunas, I will get to it. I'm not giving you a timeline because I don't know when it'll be. I'm not the biggest Kiss fan, but I like a bit of Kiss every now and then, and I will, I promise. Right. I, I like that I like that one where it's like, uh, I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. <laughs> that's from that's a role model. It yeah. is from role models, yes. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I. Funny you say that. I had the urge to watch that last week, so I stuck it off for the first time in years. And yeah, so a very topical um, quote from you there, Bill. Well done. I know. Oh God. Oh, I've, I've got. I've got them. I've got them. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm a professional. Uh, of course, that that is for anyone. I just. I, I kind of seek that. Uh, segued. Seeked. Because I'm saying it how it's spelled. Segued that into that question. Because of course, if Omar gets it right or gets anywhere close to Mickey Vago's answer, we will get a mosh pit episode. With Omar, yes. which I think will be incredible. He is the oh, he's the glaring omission from the Mickey Vago Moshpit back catalogue in terms of the podcast. It's now became a running gag where it's just like it's almost funny to to not have him on because it's it's now became a thing. And I know over it actually annoys him a little bit. It's like why have I not been on? <clears throat> um, so yeah, if he completes his kit bracket, he gets <laughs> he gets on the Moshpit. So yeah, happy days. Happy days. I'm trying to think of other glaring emissions uh, from the mosh pit. Of course, uh, of course, someone who I brought up very recently, uh, of course, who who's in my short list for uh, Mr. WrestleZone is uh, Jimbo Bannon. We haven't got an episode of that. With, sure. Uh, yeah. with him. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too attached to the idea of Bannon appearing, but but you do you. Uh, we haven't had Damien. Damien. Damien's a pretty quiet. Like Damien is not a quiet person. When he's in front of you, but mm-hmm. social media, he tends to, he's a little, he's himself to himself. Uh, Damien is the big one that uh, I would like it to do a pod because uh, he's got some stories. Whether or not he's to share all of them, but he does have a lot of stories. Oh, so, he's my, my white tattooed, he's my white tattooed whale. That's, that's, he's on my list, he's, he's on my, my uh, wish list. Right. And <laughs> we, we try. We, we, we kind of not even get close to like he, he goes oh, I'll be on the podcast on, on the Twitter on public and, I, and then I'll message him going you want to come on and then ghosts me so it's it's <laughs> he's elusive he's your, he's your tattooed Moby Dick that's what he is that's there you go that's, that's his name change in the group chat uh, tattooed Moby Dick <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and asking about yourself though of course because last time we spoke it was June 2022 uh, the well, on the podcast, obviously, the yeah. the world was your oyster. The shows were were banging. Yeah, yeah. we were in the post uh, Aberdeenarchy Glow, uh, mm-hmm. which an incredible show, which uh, I think I, I I did cry at, um, because because the foundation were mean to me, and uh, we had all that, and then of course December rolled around, and uh, that was over. So yeah. Could, can we technically call this the Scotty Swift podcast? Because I mean, I, I don't know. Is is it? Are you going by your civilian name now, or are you still Scotty Swift when it comes to these public forums? You can just call me Scott. You can just drop. You can I just feel drop. That. I feel that weird. That's weird. 
just dropped the wine. Uh, yeah, a, a lot has changed since uh, June. Uh, I was still lamenting the fact that a lot that I, I missed the Regal Rumble, and now I've missed two in a row uh, for very different reasons. I was I was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, am I still involved in some capacity? Yeah, am I still involved in the Gen Academy? Yeah. I'm around as much as I was before, not even close. It's what it is. It's like na- nature's way of telling me, that's yeah, that's enough, off you draw. I don't know. And of all things for it to happen via Brian Bloody Tucker. Brian Bloody Tucker, who I have, who, like, I've, I've known Brian Tucker for 20 years and never a crossword, ever. Mm-hmm. And a bloody, a bloody book. That Reef Dawkins probably got from some rinky dink charity shop somewhere in the middle of Bumble, Bum US, whatever. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, I visited all the charity shops. Char- sorry, I- I'll rephrase that. I visited all the charity shop in Ellen when uh, I went there in uh, 2022. I think, yeah, 2022. I went to the Ellen show yeah. and uh, that was your match against Super Executioner. So that was that was a highlight for my night. Uh, automatically. Work, work, work rate. Yeah. Absolutely. I still, I'm still hoping he comes in the rumble. He appears in the rumble one year because Kelly still thinks I've made him up, despite there is photo well, evidence and there's video <laughs> proof I have made him up. Well, here's here's the thing. I mean, um, when when it popped up on Facebook that Chris Archer couldn't make the rumble due to illness, in in the, in, the, in the back of my mind, Billy Strack is somewhere is going, oh, I'm going to get super executioner taking his place. Which would have been amazing, but I guess uh, I guess it was too short notice for Mister Executioner, and, and he and he couldn't make it. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I got hit in the face with a Shakespeare. There's, I guess it's some Shakespeare compendium, whatever. The best of the best of Shakespeare is that a thing? That was uh, it. Uh, just a fifteen a fifteen year run, and that's it. It's been a good run, Billy. I, th- I think so. Uh, I mean, I've only seen ten years of it, uh, so I assume the first five were were pretty good. Uh, well, no, I didn't know about the first five. It's fine. It's like, I haven't missed much, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, you're a former heavyweight champion, no limits champion. You were, you were. Uh, I don't know. Talk- no, we don't talk about no limits championship because it was a load of nonsense. Am I allowed to swear? You, yes, you, you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, the no the no limits championship was a load of fucking shit. There, like I said before, it was it was a replica intercontinental championship that was covered in like stickers. And it's like, well, this is and like and I'm and I'm like literally just in the door, um, don't know f all about anything in the grand scheme of things. I like even I know this is shit. This is shit. It's like why have we got replica belts? Well, I think again, I'm not going to get. To, I'm sure we. I'm not, I think we have spoken about this, but it was it was it just was bad. So we don't talk about the Olympus Championship. That never happened. I mean, did, did it did it get stolen by by uh, a company in Dundee and used as one of their tag team titles? Because their tag no, titles. <laughs> no, it didn't. And I think I think that's a very dangerous allegation you're making there, Billy <laughs> Strachan. As um, uh, that that that's besmirching their good name. The kind of person who would set off a fire alarm at someone else's show. That's also that's also no need for that. And paying people in coffers and come on, Billy. I, I, love think, that I think I think after the fifth time, I think I think the uh, 
the the uh, classness level has gone down, and uh, it's it's like right. So I, I don't like I, said, I don't I do put a lot of pu- my own public opinion and stuff on Twitter because there's no point. It's too much hassle. But we'll get to stuff that I have put public opinion on about, and we'll discuss that uh, a lot. It's clearly my oh, April okay. Fool's gag. I'm getting, <laughs> getting a bit brave with it. No, um, I. April Fool's Day, like, to clarify, it's WrestleMania weekend, uh, it's, it's April 2nd, yesterday was April Fool's Day, uh, you didn't, you didn't get me, but I sold it for a second. <laughs> I went on to Twitter, and I had a look, and I'm like, come on, oh, no, 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 remember what day it is, Scott? And uh, people were claiming that the that trailer for Ghostbusters Firehouse was online, and it took my second. No, Scott, it isn't. Remember what day is. So, I was gone twice yesterday, and we're talking about Frankie Mooney. Here we go. UK Wrestling Council. Let's go into that subject. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Again, is it just, just some people like some people live in a fantasy world or? They've they've built up things in their head for so long that they start believing that it's real. I genuinely would love to know the rationale and thinking behind a lot of in 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 particular making on that you're the governing body of of UK wrestling. It's like, are you? Like what? And like like and they tried to do this before with uh, Alex Shane, mm-hmm. Shyster, fucking Shyster, by the way, and. Uh, two, uh, 2008 to 2009 and it's like and even then like me being pretty new in the door at that point then as well it's like, it's like this isn't gonna it's like it's just it, people once again trying to find a justification to involve themselves in something that they've no business being a part of so they can somehow profit off it mm-hmm. and uh, whether it's a uh, doing shows or having a school or a wrestling council or we're going to do this I think I remember a few years ago it was going to be this like this wrestling tour of Africa and some of the guys didn't know who Frankie Mooney was so they were quite excited about the possibility and they had to say it's probably not legitimate mm-hmm. and they were like oh is that, is that we had to, yeah, this guy's got a history of just like, just like um, again it's, it's the old what am I doing this time? This, this, this is my latest venture. This is my latest con. This is my latest scam. And I give it a year or two and it'll be something else. And I can't take any of them serious because you've got no credibility. And again, it, it is like a fantasy world. And I know like wrestling attracts some really good people and wrestling attracts some absolute head cases. And it's not exclusive to, it's, and it's not exclusive to wrestling. It's like anything, any kind of endeavor that's at some level of popularity is going to attract all kinds of different people. You get the sane ones and the insane ones, you know, the introverted ones and the extroverted ones. And and because wrestling is such a niche thing, it's like people just float in and out and do it and do as they please. Because there really isn't a governing body. And there should be, but I just can't take any of it fucking seriously. I can't take, there's no credibility there. Mm-hmm. At all, and and the, and the company rivals and it, 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 was, it was the match he had with with the African guy. 
it's like, I mean, genuinely one of the worst things I've ever seen. And it's like, who who are you and what are you doing? I mean, and, and like, if that match got taken down very quickly, because people were quite, were quite really going, this isn't good enough. <laughs> this is awful. Like, and it wasn't bad. It, 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 it was like a new version of bad. It was like a version of bad I'd never seen before. It's, I don't know if, if, if the African guy understood what, what pro wrestling was. I, I don't think he did. It was the strangest thing. And now he's telling us what we're doing and he's going to tell us how it is. Like, absolutely not. And again, like, we're not the fucking problem in the fucking first place. And a lot, in his podcast, and, and, and like a lot of what he was saying, it is actually, there's, there's truth to a lot of what he's saying. Mm. But you know, like you're talking about people who are, who are the problem. Well, you're simultaneously a problem yourself. You're just a different kind of problem. Problem and a problem are still fucking problems, Billy. Yep. There, there's, there, there's enough problems in the world with people coming in and creating more. And I'm just fucking sick of it. It's like, and yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, the Twitter came down and then it came back up again. And and then they they know they put up some tweet, but apparently it, it was a copy and paste job from someone else's statement from two years ago. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, does his friends or family know he's fucking nuts? Are they not fucking saying to him, Cranky, would you just stop it? Because you look stupid now. You're making a fool of yourself and you've got no credibility. Wind your neck in. Wind your fucking neck in. Crazy by name. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, on that, like the first bit you said about the African tour, that was the weirdest thing because last chat I had was with Taylor Bryden and yeah. uh, we were speaking and everything and we, we finished the recording, all good. I didn't simp away because uh, it was like, it was um, the boys' tea time. So that's always a meltdown in itself. So I need to get away so there was no screaming on the podcast. Um, and he, he turned to me after we finished it and we were speaking just about the Rivals stuff. Um, it's a shame that someone was able to rip the uh, the video and I have it in my Google Drive so I can rewatch it uh, if I, I don't know, want to hurt myself. Um, well, well, I know someone who did the same thing, Billy, so I also have access to it if I ever need to show anyone. Yeah, like, this is what not to do. Exactly, it's a perfect example of what not to do. Yeah, but continue. They mentioned he mentioned the Africa tour. So this was off the recording, so I didn't get it on the recording. But it was it was it was supposed to be on the Africa tour, and uh, I, so he was talking about it, going, "Oh yeah, we were supposed to be on some African tour, and, and we didn't actually end up going." And then I think someone died on it, and then I had to go, and I was like, "Whoa, hang on, <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's, we can't end a story like that." <laughs> no, that's um. Just very, very shady and very. And again, it's it's like you said before. If you've been either following it long enough, or you've been around it long enough, you 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 inherently know when there's a red flag, mm-hmm. and you you'll just know. And and ninety percent of the time, my gut reaction is it's pretty solid, and uh, and that's not a good thing. To be honest with you, that's not something I'm necessarily bragging about. It's because I'm right about things that are shit, and I'd like to be wrong, but I'm generally not. And it's not just me. It's the guys that have been around as long or longer than I have are just like, oh, this, is, this doesn't look right. There's something funny here. This is worded strangely. It seems too good to be true. 
the person's avoiding direct questions, like 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 asking questions, like legitimately reasonable questions about what what your intentions are, how are you achieving this, who you know who's involved, uh, and just like avoiding the question but by answering other questions. It's like okay, you're not directly giving me anything, so already I'm out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's just he's the same guy who's sitting off because like he was the originator of the fire alarm being pulled at a wrestling show. I mean, like Dave Lowe ran because Frankie Mooney walked, you know. Dave Lowe hasn't so, ran for a long time, let's be honest. <laughs> he runs his mouth. That's the kind of advice he's getting. Um, you know, yeah, but yeah, I guess it's like, I'm sure it was. It was, the, it was the Aberdeen Smackdown house show. It was a big show against Brock Lesnar and someone tried to get in the ring. It was Frankie Mooney. Jesus. I mean, it wasn't until after the fact when I got involved in this fucking mental world of, of Scottish wrestling that I put two together. Shit, I was at that house show. So, oh my God, I remember thinking at the time of all the matches to try and get involved in, you pick Big Show versus Brock Lesnar. What in the world was going through your brain when you thought, this would be a good idea? These two absolute freaks of nature. So this is what we're doing. And I know that was years ago and people drop in, in, in a level of maturity when you're a certain age. I, I understand that. But I mean, he still does stupid shit now, so he's just, he's just a bit older. He's an entrepreneur, uh, hypnotist, uh <laughs> So if you heard the third episode of his podcast, I think it was him trying to do you know the thing in Little Britain, of course, which is not really a PC, a PC thing anymore. But um, the the hypnotist who was like, "Look into my eyes, look into my eyes, not around the eyes, not around the eyes." That's how I felt like listening to it. I was like, "Is he trying to hypnotize me?" Because all I'm thinking is he's a dick. So it's not really working here. Uh, the thing, no, but the thing is though, like he's he's relatively articulate, and I can see. Someone a little more trusting, a little more naive, uh, a little less jaded, a little less cynical, would get taken in by it. Mm-hmm. I do understand that because, yeah, he's yeah he's full of shit, but he's not rambling. He's like he he's fairly articulate in the grand scheme of things, more more articulate than I thought he was going to be. So I can see how people would be taken in. It's the same, it's same thing with Dave Lowe. Like Dave Lowe can, like, no, Dave Lowe can talk a really good game. Mm-hmm. And he can. And, and either you're going to figure it out or you're not. And, and, and no, Frankie Mooney is, is that kind of, I, I can see people kind of being like, you know, getting taken in by him a, a wee bit. And he says, he says all the right things to the right person at the right time. Maybe he's one mm-hmm. of those kind of guys. Uh, it's very easy to talk about the negative stuff of Scottish wrestling. A lot of it I agree with. It's like, well, yeah, you're right. But again, like, there's really too much wrestling in Scotland, and his attitude was to have more wrestling in Scotland. You know? But, oh, like, if you want to set up your own promotion, we'll help you. It's like, what? So just any Tom, Dick, and Harry set a wrestling company now? Well, we've really got that going on as it is, to be honest with you. <laughs> there's like 18 promotions in the central belt. Go and just fucking stop. Holy shit. Uh, what? I, I don't want to shock you, but I think it's 25. There's 25 it's promotions what? actively uh, in Scotland right now. 
Um, I, oh, I I cover eighteen. I cover eighteen of them. So. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. It's like as an answer. No, no. The answer to. No, the answer to an oversaturation of the market is not to continually oversaturate it more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just someone who was kind of no one. A lot of people don't want to have anything to do with Frankie. We need to it's easy for him to start to start his own thing and try and reach a new group of people who who aren't aware of his history. Is why it's like why is he associating with Africa? Because no one there knows his story, and no one, like no, like no, like no one's got 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 the preconceived negative connotation when his name gets brought up. So he's hard to go to another country to do something because the country that he stays in, a lot of the people involved don't have anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. That's why he's got this weird association with Africa. That sounds, you know, uh, sounds pretty familiar to after speaking out. There were some wrestlers that appeared in Europe before they would uh, appear back here. Uh, but we're right. Speak, speaking about no, things, like, yeah. So speak, speaking about that kind of thing, the pop up promotions and having red flags and that, and because there's so many at the moment, I've kind of got the same because I've been doing this long enough now. This is what um, I started this website ten right ten years ago as well. Uh, the whole website yeah. thing. Um, so I've I've kind of. I've had the the red rose tinted specs, and um, of course, folk will still probably accuse me of having them for promotions and and things like that, and um, you know the old Aberdeen Wankathon. And but I think I've got to the point now where I can look at a poster or look at a logo and go, I'm going to check the likes of this new promotion. Ah, uh, they've they've liked it. No, I'm not touching it. I'm not. I'm not putting it up. I'm not promoting it because I've, I've done this long enough now that I don't. Personally, I think if I have it, have them on the site, I've vouched for them in some sort of capacity. I've said, ah, these are yeah. probably good. Uh, so <laughs> it's just, uh, even though probably nobody cares, but I do. <laughs> it is up there, which is the more, most important thing. But yeah, it's 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 just a weird world where, yeah, anyone could set up a promotion and that's it. What can you do about it? Anyway. And I've only had a governing body, silly. All we do, that's fine. Sixty pound a month. That's all. That's all you need. I'll, I'll set it up. I'll do it for forty. <laughs> let let let's move on. Let let's move on. I've said my piece there. Just like, uh. well, <laughs> let, let's uh, let's just let's just go into the Aberdeen Wankathon because, of course, oh. that was the other thing. That... <laughs> Because <laughs> be as well, we men- I've mentioned it now. So we'd be as well just uh, go into it. So of course we did our awards. Um, of course I didn't vote in them. Uh, the results came up. Aberdeen yeah. and Northeast in general, what w- just wiped the board. They just took everything, uh, which was handy for me. It was easier for me to hand them out uh, when I eventually had the trophies. Uh, and of course, I think two people didn't take kindly to it. One person caught me at five a.m. in the morning when I was changing my my um, my at that point six month old. So I was not in the fucking mood for for someone to to go at me. Uh, and yeah. the other person, I think they took offence, but they I think they got the wrong end of the stick. But so so two people weren't happy with it. Uh, and of course, the whole Discord happened of of yeah, 
Aberdeen Wankathon being now a phrase that's in the wrestle vernacular in Scotland. Thoughts? Well, and like, let's let let's be honest, and I'll be. Well, I'm usually honest and blunt anyway, to a fault. Um, and I know you. Although you're, although the poll is obviously on your website, and you do it. You know yourself that in the grand scheme of things, the polls don't mean anything. Exactly. It's a bit of fun. Thank you. I was, I was 99% sure that you would agree with that. Although you're the one doing it, you're very aware that it, it's not a real indication of anything in the grand scheme of things. Like your indication is the butts and seats and the reaction on the night. Yeah. And if they come back. You're... Your true barometer is the instantaneous feedback you get when you're in the ring doing something. Fact. That's the fucking bottom line. Okay. So, it isn't, it's, the poll isn't important. It was the reaction to the poll and the connotation of the reaction to it really fucking offended me. Mm. And I'm not speaking about me personally because I've never been a critically, you know, like a critically acclaimed wrestler. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the good wrestler. I'm not the five star guy. Whatever the fuck five star means, right? I'm not. I, I, I never was. I'm. I'm definitely not now because I'm, I'm good at dancing in the ring. <coughs> Excuse me, but I was never that guy. So me not winning stuff or being picked with them, I I genuinely don't give two fucks. I don't care because I'm not that guy. I'm not. I'm not the good wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm. I'm. I'm the sports. I'm the entertainment guy with the red hair. That's what I was. That was my role, and I was completely happy with that. And I think I did well with it for whatever my level was and what my level could be. It's. It's the. It's a genuine slap in the face to the guys who are like really talented like in a way that I was never able to be and never was and people in particular Andy Andy Wilde and Bobby Roberts I'm just going to say it because fuck it their, their, their first notion was it couldn't be possibly that they won just because the guys are talented and it was like that's really fucking offensive to me mm-hmm. and go fuck yourself for thinking that like, it couldn't possibly just because the guys we got just now are really talented and really good and the shows are strong and they're delivering. It couldn't be that cause it's because, of, because of where we're based. It's like, that's genuinely fucking offensive. And that mm-hmm. pissed me the fuck off. And now that I'm saying it out loud to you, I'm, I realise how annoyed I am about it. I don't give a fuck about the poll because the polls are just a bit of fun. They're a bit of nonsense. There's something that, there's something that you do to, 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 to entertain yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. You know, someone can vote for a show that wasn't any good, but the pals are on it. Yeah, someone exactly. can vote for a wrestler as wrestler of the month, and they're not wrestler of the month, but their pals voted for it because it was the men. Fine, whatever. Do what you fucking want. It's fine. But the fact that Bobby, who I've only met a hand in a handful of times, and by all accounts, like it's like don't behave like a child over a pole because you, you're a good man. That's a, that's really embarrassing. So don't do that. Because I put a tweet up and I said I can't think. No, like, why are you tweeting this? You stupid, stupid. Wise up. And Andy, who I've known for a long time, and it's like Andy, you know that we're good for it. 
But you just you had a little you had your little tantrum there for some reason and and it's like it couldn't possibly be 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 because the guys involved in the company who 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 kind of reignited your passion for it a wee bit because you were struggling. And that's not my words, it says. And the first and your mind immediately goes to it can't be because the guys were just good. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not talking about me. Because I'm not the critically acclaimed guy. Yeah. That dynamite is, Aspen Faith is, a Ronan King is, a Caleb is, a Foundation, Connor Malloy. Like, these are your critically acclaimed guys. Like, Damien, like, they're the guys that, they're, like, they're your, they're your, they're your match of the night guys. I, I, that was never me, unless I was in there with someone who could give me a match of the night. Because I wasn't doing it off my own merit. Like, it could help me out a little bit. But, I, I was personally offended on behalf of them because I thought it was disrespectful to all of them. Mm-hmm. So, for having that reaction to that, fuck you. Uh, Colin and Abri Wankathon, fuck you. I know, uh, it was even worse it, is, uh, is some of them are based in Perth. So, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. And but, but it's still as bit being with Agil Wankathon. It's like, we, it's like, we've been dismissed forever. It's like, so now you're just telling lies because you're bitter about something? Bobby, I don't fucking know you. Shut the fuck up. It's stupid. It's silly. It's just a poll. Rise up. Um, what I will say, though, is, is I, I had a chat with Andy like through DMs, and then and I actually got him on the podcast as well. So we, we kind of, I think we, we worked out. It was just a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. We had a discussion. It was all good. It all settled. I haven't spoken to Bobby, but I seem to have uh, went on. I've joined his side on the whole UK Wrestling Council thing, so we kind of have, kind of not not buried the hatchet, but we've kind of we find a common enemy. We'll just ignore. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because I don't I don't know who I was speaking to. Who was I speaking to about stuff? It may I might actually be speaking. I'm, I'm, I might be speaking to Omar, and. And uh, and Oliver Green, who debuted at the Rumble, mm-hmm. love him. He's he's gonna be really good. I love him. He's great, great guy. And I think me and Omar were talking about stuff, and I mentioned that it's like uh, when something comes up that's so much more of an issue than the stupid little things that, that annoy you for one day or like forty eight mm-hmm. hours, we're all unified because this one person's really fucked it, and we're all on the same page. And then it goes away again. Hey, <laughs> window is like it doesn't matter you know my thoughts and opinions and and again it's like i'm very reactive but i'm like like you know it didn't take a lot for me to get annoyed uh on behalf of all the guys what we spoke about there on behalf of the guys i was annoyed on their behalf because mm-hmm. it fucking pissed me off in a big way because i thought it was disrespectful to the guys and how talented they are um but for a small window of time, you know, like this wrestling council, all of us were all just like, yeah, the shit. <laughs> for one day, we're all like, shit. It was, it was nice. It was nice. But I sold a t shirt. I did sell a, a, a rig pole t shirt. That was nice. I was, oh. so, worked for me. Um, nobody's, <laughs> bought, nobody's bought my follow up, but I haven't really advertised it. I was going to do it at the start of May. I've got one that says uh, Granite City and it's got five stars on it. So, check it out. <laughs> I get that one for myself actually for, for Anarchy. It's my own t shirt. Uh, 
Um, it's just, again, I think, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I think I've covered it all there. It, it's just, I said about the annual RD Wankers on it, but it's not an annual thing because we generally, and also, and it's good, and also because the guys, you might think the polls don't matter anyway. So, <laughs> what's the fucking, what, what's the problem? It's, it's just fucking mental. And, like, we're all, like, these are grown men. Come on now. Wrestle's the ideal. Yeah, very, very disappointing behavior, to be honest with you. It's like, the, we deserve a little better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, the poll, it's not the poll, it was the connotation of the reaction to the poll was the problem. The poll itself was not mm-hmm. important at all. I know. It was I saw folk the- get annoyed at the, the SWM 100 as well. Uh, which was hilarious because it's a win-loss record. It's not real. It's yeah. it's based on rec. It's just it's purely statistical. It's not actual yeah. opinion. So, oh it's, god. It's, it's like uh, 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 okay. We, we, no, uh, we speak about you know not not obviously not just wrestling, but any organized thing which includes a group of people that's a large amount. You're always going to attract different kind of people or certain kind of people just do a lot of averages. But wrestling completely attracts people who any kind of insecurities they just shine through. And it's like and there's I mean yeah, there's and like anyone who's like a performer or like an athlete or a musician, it, it, there's some something like inherently fucking wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there, there, there's like it's something not quite fucking right, but it's keeping the it's keeping the checks and balances. And um, again, speaking about being grounded, and I'll be doing thing about being grounded and shit. Um, if any kind of insecurities, like it just it just gets inflated and magnified by like times a hundred, and it's like whoa, it's like it's like the top hundred. It's like why is this guy six? Because because he won the most matches. Oh my god, no, but hi. We talk here. Best cameo. Nova. Nova. <laughs> hey. Nova, a Good girl. A kick. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. And she's away again. Bye bye. That's it. In and out. Running. She did a run in and then she went away again. That's that's fine. That's what I, that's why I'm going to say. There's a dog in this video, and, and uh, that that'll get the hits up. That seems like a good time to go for the ad. So this is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> First question I've got for you on account of the ad, so we could go into it, is Scotty, how's your balls? My balls. Your I, balls. Well, I mean, my, my my balls. Well, I had a shower today, but um, I guess down there could be a little bit tidier, Billy. What do you think? Oh, well done. Uh, well, thanks to Manscaped, I've got the performance package 4.0, and it is a game changer. Just ignore my eyes looking at the at the the read here. Inside this package. <laughs> <laughs> Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which I should have opened this before I did it. Oh, here it is. 4.0 trimmer. Oh, God. Weed whacker, ear, nose, and hair trimmer, which is here. Uh, crop preserver ball deodorant. This one. Which is here. God, what else? I should practice this. Uh, performance crop reviver toner, which is here. Uh, ball, was it? Ball, just be shouting ball. Performance boxer briefs. 
<laughs> I had a travel bag to hold your goodies, which is it's underneath this. That's uh, it's nice. Anyway, uh, oh god, there's so much more to read. There's a lot of st good stuff in it. Go get it. Um, I'll do the the crop the crop. I have I am flustered. I'm talking about balls. Uh, <laughs> support SWN because <laughs> it, it's bought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. This will look way better on the audio because you won't see me doing this. Uh, Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, which is what I've got there. Uh, you can get it for yourself with 20% off and free shipping. Use the code SWN20. If you go to manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping with the code SWN20. There you go. There's the ad read. I'm going to put all this stuff away. I haven't used it yet. In the next episode, which will probably be episode 200, I will look revived with my balls all trimmed. <laughs> and, just, and just remember, guys, the amount of attention you pay to shaving and grooming your face should be the same amount of attention you give to your balls. There we go. There you go. There there you go. go. If, if, if I get a cut, you're, you're, you're definitely going to... Not, not obviously, <laughs> but of, of, the, of the profits. Oh, God. Right. Okay, let's move on. Uh, right. Okay. So, back no, to the question. That, that, was, that was, of all the... No, of all the podcasts I've listened to that have been sponsored by Manscaped, of which there's many, that is that is somewhere in the middle. That is the most chaotic <laughs> ad read that I've, I've done. Uh, I just couldn't be arsed recording it later, to be honest. I was just like, I'll do it during this. Um, wow. Caleb's got some questions. First, the mighty Caleb Valhalla, Regal Rumble 2023 winner, uh, which yes. there was video uh, evidence of quickest I've ever seen Kelly move because uh, I, think, I think Caleb's uh, wife put up a video of her cue and I've like there was a sea of people when he got Brad, Brad over the top rope Kelly was the first one up and I was like oh Christ you're up I better get up I better stand up then and uh, yeah ace <laughs> right so he asks am I Cena or Cody he's, he's Cena so do you know what this is in relation to Billy? I do not he, Caleb, a freak thing, had, he had a partial bicep tear. And if you know what you're looking for with kind of subtle, like, deformities of, like, muscle injuries, then you can tell the difference. If you don't know what you're looking for, you can't tell. But, but if you're aware of it, then you, then you can see a change. And, uh, and this was before the rumble, so... He had a wee panic and was talking away. And he sent him a picture and went, okay, that does, that does look a little bit different. And um, but when, I, when, I, when I tore my pec in 2018, uh, I had trouble with, you know, I tried to work through it and then I ended up getting told you need to stop because it was starting to affect what I was doing. Like to the point where me, where me and Crusher had a bad match. I was like, well, I'll fuck that. Because I shouldn't be fucking at them. It's because I, I shouldn't have been in there. Mm. But he was basically told he had the option of uh, getting getting surgery and being out for a wee bit, or he could fade through it and he'd probably be okay because it wasn't a bad tear. So killer being killer, is that well? I'm gonna I'm gonna work through it. And within like a matter of weeks, it was like he was. I mean, like he wasn't where he was before the injury. <clears throat> but he wasn't far off it. So I kept saying to him, well, you've seen it, you're John Cena, and you've seen it. So he isn't Cody, because Cody had to really take that time from the torn pet. Mm -hmm. 
Can I sympathize with it? Because although his was significantly worse than mine. Like, oh, it was disgusting. Awful. Like, mine was like 30% of that was a discoloration. Um, but, um, yeah, so he, he, he is Cena. He's seen it, and, uh, and then he goes on and wins the Rumble with a partially torn bicep. So he's just a machine. So, uh, and he killed Mr. Malice. Let me show you one second. Yeah, that was absolute, absolutely mental. Mal- the continuing adventures of Malice perishing. It was just... just you know, ab- oh. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, um, yeah, so even so even with the turn, the person torn bicep, he still managed to kill Malice. Goes on to win the Rumble. He's going on to mean a bit. Arianaki... And he's all doing it where, I mean, technically, he could have gone the surgery, but it was it wasn't bad enough that he couldn't work through it. And also because he's so jacked anyway, everything else around it is solid. Not like an average person walking the street would push forward a bit more. And also, it's the it's the it's the wrestling it's, it's mentality of you know I'll be fine, which I wouldn't recommend to anyone. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's... yeah. He's, you know, like you know, like when you're in it, you'll know yourself if you can work through it and how bad it is. Only you can fully know. Mm-hmm. He made a judgment call, and in the grand scheme of things, he's doing really well. Good on it. Like John Cena, he is he he is our John Cena in terms of the X Men style recuperative mutant powers of everything. And also, he is a lovely man, a uh, uh, terrifying man between between uh, bell to bell. But outside of that, a very lovely man. Now that his head's been shaved, he looks even scarier. But I'd, I'd just like to see myself in him, you know, with the bald head. But you know, that that is, if if if, uh, if the sliding doors, if I if I didn't go into that particular kebabber that one night, that could have been me. Uh, but you know, I chose food. Uh, so we've got these other questions. He's put uh, thoughts on the Regal Rumble debuts, and uh, sort of debutants, which is uh, Oliver Green was one. Um, there's quite a few folk that actually had their debut Rumble well, match. Well, but a, from what I can remember from watching back footage, you had three debuts and uh, and a return that got quite the reaction with uh, Ted Ted O'Keefe. He's back, and it was like. People, people like because oh, again, uh, any kind of, of a rumble match where you can have a surprise return, it's always a good time. Whether it's someone you like to dislike when they were around, uh, so that was that was encouraging for him. Uh, Deacon Matthews, first, uh, Deacon Matthews is a guy who like I feel like I've I've known him. Forever, but I don't actually know him. Does that make you know what I mean? But that doesn't make any sense. Like, and um, chatting away to him on Facebook, and he reminded me, I, I couldn't remember if we'd ever met before. And it turned out we did. We met one time at Source for a, a training session. But the one and only SSW show, SSW, oh God, the one and only SSW show that I ever did, 
and uh, worked a worked a four way match, and then the winner of the four way would go on to face Jason Rotanda for whatever belt he had. Former WWE superstar. Yeah, 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 he did. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Billy, Billy Strachan. Um, so, so I won the four way. Went on to have the match with the Rotanda, and then he reminded me that um, after the match, there was a couple of like um, like goons were like attacking him, and um, it's gonna. It's and basically, Nolan Rotanda was going to turn 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 face off it, and I saved him. And one of the goons was Deacon, and I'm like, I did not put two. So this was like 2011, and I didn't I didn't remember it was him. I was like, and a big pop. It's like, oh my god, like you were one of the goons. It's like, yeah, it's amazing. So so seeing him involved in WrestleZone is great because I think um, the cult of positivity and the way he goes about doing things is a really it's a really nice uh, fit mm-hmm. for the company. Um, so that was cool. And we, we had this this guy with a mask and a cape and a smaller cape under his big cape, which is weird. Um, and Brian Brian Tucker seemed to think it was me, and I'm sitting at home with a dog. So unless I'm unless I'm, I'm like a real life David Copperfield, and magic is no longer an illusion, and it became real, I don't know how I'm performing that trick, really. But I mean, you have the evidence. The evidence is out there. Yes. Um, did I want to meet a rumble? Yeah, it was actually still that it's funny. My my girlfriend, she went to the show, and my mate Liam, he was going with his fiance. And he bought a ticket for me. And I said to him, well, last time I was at the show, at the station hotel showdown, that didn't, well, that didn't go very well. So I'm pulling up to try and do that again. So he actually gave Charmaine the ticket because her favourite match is any, a good rumble is her favourite match of the year. You know, Raw Rumble, our Rumble, whatever. Uh, she loves a rumble. So Liam gave her my ticket. Which meant, oh, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm dog sitting. So she was there and I wasn't, which is bizarre. And the show was legitimately sold out anyway, mm-hmm. to the point where, to the point where Jonathan Geddes was not at the Rumble because it was sold out. But we, we didn't see him. We were wondering. I thought he'd, uh, he'd, he'd saw that that uh, it was Archer versus Vago, and he was like, I can't. He, he couldn't choose. He couldn't be there. <laughs> sold out. It was it, the show was sold out, and that was it. Because the show was sold out about two and a half weeks before the the show actually happened, so all right. If it's any consolation, I wasn't there either, so we're both in the same boat. So, what, what I will say is uh, Oliver Green. Uh, anyone who gets an armpit tattoo is is hard as nails, and I will I will uh, support him being hard yeah, as fuck. I really <laughs> need to ask him properly what possessed him to get a tattoo of that size in that area. Um Oliver Green, yeah, he's uh I like him a lot. He's um a lot of people have had a hand in helping him out, but it's like I've 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 done a fair bit with him and stuff and uh he fits um early days for him. But hey he's he's doing it. Yeah, uh, lots of people talk about doing it. Lots of people shop for a week and disappear. Some people get there a month. Some people hang about for a, a period of time and then you never see them again. So as far as I'm concerned, he's he's won already. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure he was absolutely terrified. But if he wasn't terrified, then he's doing it wrong. Because mm-hmm. if he didn't, I mean, if he don't care, then he wouldn't be nervous. And so it's fine. So whatever's in his future, I'll be really, really excited to see it because he's put the time in and he deserves to be there. And that's why he's there because, you know, he's a smaller guy, but it's 2023. And to me, that is not any, that's no longer as significant a thing as it was 20 years ago. Um, watching Rear Mysterio go into the Hall of Fame, and then no spoilers in case. I mean, the thing just comes out, they which I've seen WrestleMania, but uh, him and Dominic had their match last night. And it was like someone like Rear Mysterio, 5'3, 150 pounds, shouldn't really be in there doing it, but he's one of the greatest of all time. So, mm-hmm. size knows no boundaries when talent prevails. So, expect these things from all of the Expect good things from Oliver Green, definitely. And plus, we're starting to build this uh, this Rainbow Crew that I'm I'm hoping to see in the future uh, with uh, Oliver Green. Of course, Blue Thunder still still break glass in case of emergency. Um, I mean, Adam put out his predictions for for well, his, his hopes and predicted card for Abdianarchy, and, and I did it at the exact same time. But I took mine down, and uh, I had I had in my head. I was like, oh, Blue Thunder, Oliver Green, Tommy Raiden. He could be yellow. There we go. There's there is your little Power Ranger crew for Abrahana King. <laughs> or your, yeah. your starter Pokemon. You could be red if you if you decide to, to put the boots back on, your Charmander. So there we go. We've got the starter Pokemon ready to go for for uh, for a wrestle zone. So I'm gonna shake my head in agreement and pretend that I know what you're talking about with Pokemon. <laughs> you, you, you know. It, it's it's one of those memories you, or thoughts you have in your head. You're obviously your Charmander. Uh, but anyway, catch, right. Catch as many as you can. That's what it is. That, that's. I think that. I think that's the the ones you get in like the shop that don't want to actually pay a license at all. <laughs> in the bootleg. Get them if <laughs> get them if you want. Uh, so you, you know, you have to obtain the majority. That's what it is. Um, other question from we've got two more from Caleb. He's put. Can he get Mister WrestleZone to stop messaging me? Uh, so. Well, I, I I have a question for Caleb. It's like, could Caleb get him to stop messaging me? Because I'm also getting messages from Mr. Ethelzone. Because he is excitable. He's a big fan. Um, you know, and he spoke about getting that message at five, at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he's one of those. Like, I'm in my bed. Going up. Please don't. So I will ask him to stop messaging Caleb if Caleb tells him to stop messaging me. That's what we'll do. Conspiracy theory for you. You said, uh, of course, you weren't at the show because you were dog said. Again, proven. We've got proof, video evidence. Uh, you, <laughs> said, <laughs> you, said, you said Jonathan Geddes wasn't at the show. Is he Mr. WrestleZone? You know what? No. <laughs> I'm never going to play well. No, he's not. I'm... I'm I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he isn't. I'm pretty sure he isn't. But what a turn up for the boot if it was revealed that all along they pulled it off. It was me, Billy. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> he's going to be there and go take his mask off and go, Scott Leggett, I knew you'd come. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I feel so weird telling you that. That's just that's just so unnatural. 
Oh, damn it, Billy. Come on. Well, that's it, man. I guess I am. I am just plain old Scott now, and that's it. Yeah. But it's like, me, it's like meeting a teacher outside of school. It's like, I know you're Scotty Swift. You're Scotty Swift. I've known you I've known you as Scotty Swift for 10 years. I'm yeah. not changing that at this point. People calling you. So when people message me, go, can you ask Scott this? I'm like, who? No. I'm not asking Scott anything. Absolutely <laughs> uh, The last question that he's got here is, uh, will you come back for a Hoss and Toss reunion at some point? That sounds awful. Uh, Hoss and Toss versus Ryan Riley and Bruiser Brad. Please and thank you. Well, I spoke about Hoss and Toss last night, you know, but we just feel like the, you know, the reason of doom for us signers and just, um, or you know, the powers of pain, um, you know, like warlords and barbarians, just, mm. just, just chucking people about. And unfortunately, chucking about Bradley Evans might be difficult for me. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, because like, uh, he just gets wider and wider every show. <laughs> I, know. Think, boy, um, I don't know. I think if, if it can be if he talked into coming back for one more, I, I, I think Hawson Tossin's got a pretty good chance of being the reason to put, uh, put the boots back on, maybe do some Paul and animal style face paint and just murder people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so so off back, back into maybe negative stuff. Um of I'm course. That's right. I've got I've got our, I've got happier questions. Um Okay. So Right, I don't know how you're going to answer this, and I'm very interested how. Of course, Community Pro Wrestling are coming up to the Northeast for Peterhead. Uh, I spoke to Ravy Davy about it, and for everyone who wants to confirm, yes, he thought he was going to wrestle on the football pitch. So there we go. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Where, as you're as you're no longer wrestling in WrestleZone, I would have loved it if you actually turned up on Community Pro Wrestling because it's like, oh, I can't wrestle in WrestleZone anymore. But you know, obviously not to be, for reasons uh, you know you can discuss or not. Well, I mean, what, 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 what do you want to know, Billy? Just tell me what what you really want to know. Would you have done it if you were asked? <clears throat> nah, because I just. I really, I, I, I really, like I said already, I love WrestleZone. Uh, I like the fact that it was local. Uh, I'll be after, after the lockdown and being, being like a, being forced to be a homebody. Like, I didn't hate it. And, uh, I didn't know it. I just be completely honest. I, I, I can't be arsed. I, I can't be arsed um, being away for a whole day or when I'm a day's off and getting back at one o'clock in the morning anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to. That's fair. That's, that's, you know, that's it, yeah, yeah, and, and that, like, again, after the lockdown and Stuff from the parents and stuff and everything and having two really shitty years. It's like I just something something changed a little bit and I just don't I just don't care the way I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I love WrestleZone. I love I love the academy and being able to help in whatever way I can. 
I'm happy with the people that have came through it um, on a personal level. The crew at WrestleZone is the best crew in the country. Facts don't care if anyone disagrees with this. I don't care if you're offended. You don't fucking care. And that's how strong I feel about it. Uh, <clears throat> if I was 20 years old and wanting to be wrestling as much as I can, then yeah. I'm 43 this year and I can't be fucked anymore. Yeah, so your bump card is kind of maxed out. You can pick If if you were to go back, you're picking and choosing it. Yeah, we, we, yeah, I just, it, like, I like... I like being at home. It's like working full time and stuff for the academy and other and having a life. And then just like you know, then I get to like a maybe maybe I've got a Sunday to myself. I don't want to do anything. I just want to be home. Why? Because I'm busy all week. You know, I'm over it now a wee bit. I'm over it. Um, and sometimes maybe with some companies and stuff, that there'll be people on the show that I can't be fucked with. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to spend my spend my one of my few days off backstage with a couple of people that I wouldn't speak to on Facebook when I could be at home or doing something with people that I really you know you know what I mean by that? I just I, I just would I'm, I, I'm, I, I... I absolutely get it, and not in a, in a wrestling sense of the world, but for for this I'm doing now. This is to do a, to start schedule recording now. It's it's so difficult to do because I've got to work it around you know grown up stuff, and if, yeah. if I work nine till five, I can't do evening recordings because uh, the boy gets fed at five. He, we I get an hour hour and a half with him, and then he goes to bed. So I that is a priority hour and a half for me. Um, so I can't do evening recordings because he sleeps in the next room over. So I don't want to shout and wake him up. So now I have to do weekend recordings, but because there's wrestling shows on, it's difficult to get wrestlers on because you know they've got shows to go to. So I've 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 gotten to the point where I'm like, I I've I've got I'm driving to 200. If I get to 200 episodes, then I'm just I'm gonna still do recordings, but I'm no, nowhere near as frequently as I can because it's just too difficult to do, too yeah. difficult to set up. It's just, and, and I'd rather spend time with my boy than have to hustle about and because I've. Just about interviewed everyone I want to, you know. I got Grado, I got Joe Henry, I got one of the Highlanders. I got all the. I got. I've got a pretty good list. I've got some I still want to get, and if I got them, ace. I'd make my time and, and get them on. But I'm like, I've I've done 200 episodes or so. I think I'm all right. I'll do maybe one a month, one one a fortnight. Um, so I get what you're saying. It's, it's prioritizing real life uh, over uh, and stuff that actually. Yeah satisfies you in the case of, of being able to pay bills and being able to do things over uh quote unquote a hobby. You know, it's it's just uh yeah prioritizing what to do. Is that the thing as well? <laughs> this is my slight <laughs> a slight tangent but somewhere related. I don't know who who I was talking to with this about how to remember. I think I think no, I think it's my mate Lindsay because she feels the same way about stuff. <laughs> it's like it's speaking of no uh, speaking about the spectrum, it's speaking about autism, and it's like everyone's autistic. Oh yeah, everyone's autistic, and it's like I I know I'm definitely fucking because it's like you know it's like when when you work or you have stuff that takes away from your time. And then, so let's say, here's like an example, you know, like you usually, let's say you used to get home for like five o'clock or whatever, and then you get settled, and then you get the night to yourself. 
happen in. So so you're used to having that window of time that you that you can control. You can control time. Now, like you can't control your work life because that's because that's, because that's been regimented. So let's say from six o'clock to eleven, that's your control time. Then let's say one time you get in for ten o'clock and you get settled there, it's half past ten, and maybe you haven't a late tea, you haven't ate yet, which happens to me sometimes. So I get to half past ten, so I've got maybe like half an hour controlled the time that I can control, but I don't want that. So I should be in my bed for eleven o'clock, but I'll be in my bed for twelve o'clock. Why? Because I wanted an hour and a half of time mm-hmm. that I was controlling. So autistic, so unexpected. And then if I was just like, okay, here's my night. I've got this night, maybe Saturday night or Saturday, whatever. Is like, oh, and then then I'm then I, I'm away for the whole day, wrestling for a company when really my heart's not really in it the way it used to. Now, I can't control that time now. So now I've given up a day of time that I can be in control of. And my autism goes, no, I don't like that. It's, 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 it's absolutely an on the spectrum thing. And we all are, whether we're a little bit or heavily, we're all on the spectrum. <clears throat> and, um, but when I did it for wrestling zone, it's like, it was, it was like my happy place. It was a safe space. It was like, I like everyone, I know everyone, um, I, I, I really enjoyed it, and you know, I'll always be proud of it. And it wasn't like people, this is like I had fucking people batting down the doors to fucking book me. They weren't, I mean, I had pro two, um, I, I like when, unfortunately, it might come up like reckless intent wrestling's on hiatus just now, which I didn't see coming. Um, but they wanted a, a tag team, and Omer said, oh, me and him. And I just said to him, nah. Because his heart was in, like, and it's not to do with him, because mm-hmm. I love Omer to bits, he's amazing. But I'm going, if I was to say yes to that, and my heart's not in it, there'll be someone who's, like, really wanting to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm taking a spot for a Ronan King, or Connor, or the guys like, like Judas Gray, all those young guys. No, like, no, like, no, all these, all these guys are like in a, tr- like, like, no, like, my heart's really not in it, and I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it. Just don't do it, because there'll be someone who really want to do that. Yeah, so, 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 someone hungry for the opportunity while you're, you're in your mind, taking yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, so, like, what the fuck am I hanging about in the road with someone else who could really, really want it? So I, I, I said to Omar, I was like, nah. Because someone, because someone else will really want to do that, and I just didn't want to go. Home. I didn't want to go home on Saturday at like one o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to. I just don't want to. <laughs> I just, I just don't want to. I've, 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 I've now been spoilt with the being home after a show at like a reasonable time. Because mm-hmm. sometimes my favorite part of a show was the being home for half past ten. I love the show, but my favourite part of the show was being a whole half past ten. And there's a few of the boys that think that way. And it's like, it's great. That's, that's why you guys never got in trouble. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> You're all boring. That's, I think that was the kind of what we were, we were saying in one of our first chats. It's like, all the rest of them guys are quite, quite boring. The show's over. They want to go home. <laughs> that's well, then, it. Again, and the guys who do go out after the show don't get up to any misbehaving, mis- mis- you know, it's, it's just again, if it was if it was in my early twenties, again, you no, know, like if I started doing this earlier, it might be a, a totally different story. 
um, to, to, to even be a, a part of WrestleZone. And you think at any, you think at any given time how much, how much slots, how much spots there is on a show. Maybe like, you know, like twenty, maybe. You know, like twenty, maybe twenty-five. Obviously, Rumble's got more people, whatever. If, you know. But you know, like when you think about the available positions to be involved in that crew, and I was one of them. Out of everyone, you know, and I say to some of the guys, like you know, they're like, no, like you're one of twenty people in the country. There must be a fucking reason why you're here. <laughs> you know, it's like, why, why are you here and not one of the other two hundred or three hundred? What, why? No, there must be something. No, there must be a reason. <laughs> it's not by coincidence. It's like it's it's definitely because that person. First, first and foremost, they fit, and then the second most important thing is the wrestler. And whether you're work rate, or you're Johnny Kickpads, or you're Mister Five Star, or you're Flippy Dippy, or you're Brawler, or you're Gaga, it's like there must there's something about you in some capacity that's given them a reason for you to be here in the first place. And there's only limited positions, and there's lots of people that want in. And the last person out with the group to break through was Omar. Omar, Omar and the Saints, sorry, the Saints, the Saints as well, the Saints, and recently Deacon. But it turns out being like, oh, you're in, like Omar's yeah. in. He's, he's in. And, and the Saints are fucking brilliant. And Deacon's going to fit in nicely. Because also he's a lovely guy as well. But again, I feel like I've known him forever and I don't, and I do, it's the weirdest fucking thing with him. The weirdest fucking thing. Um, what, what I will say is, like, I've, I've, my brother's got autism. You've met my brother, actually. It's, it's one of the few yeah. pictures he has of a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> is with yourself. So, so I, I, I get. I don't know if I've got it or if I've picked up traits from him growing up. But yeah, like I say, everyone's on the spectrum somewhere somehow. Like if I if I arrange a chat, like yesterday, like of course we're, we're going to be this at one. He messaged me and said, "Can we do it too? That's fine. That, that was cool because that's, that's that's an hour out of my day because I've I've kind of scheduled this this like. I, I scheduled like a three hour block mentally, thinking, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be about three hours. There we go. Um, and then we said, oh, it's going to be two o'clock because, you know, we're both trying to stay awake uh, for after WrestleMania. I'm like, that's fine. Okay, an hour. I can swing that. That's fine. Yeah. If you if you, ter- if you mess me, went, can we make it five? I think my brain would have went into meltdown going, yeah. no, no. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Um, speaking I, of Omar, I, though. I, yeah, okay. I totally agree with that there. Like, no, just someone. There's something that seems trivial to someone else saying, no, let's make it five o'clock. Just we'll throw your whole day off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. So Omar, Omar sent, uh, ask Scotty about this. I'm hoping you can see it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a gif of Winnie the Pooh floating. <laughs> yeah, so... Just in the chat, and like, if something, if you know, something terrible happens, or someone alludes to something terrible happening, or someone fucks up in some way, and they draw attention to it, it's just like just someone leaving their body in reaction to it. It just, just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I'll just be, I'll, I'll just, I'll just be looking for gifts like, like looking, looking for bodies floating, and just see what I get. That's what I'll do. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that's a, a frequent gift, gift in, uh, on, on Scottish Swift's phone. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, just like, yeah. So it's someone or something leaving their body, temporarily. It's like, oh, what the fuck's happened today? It's all just float. <laughs> I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> I'm missing the bit where we're speaking about the, the, the returns on, on the uh, Regal Rumble. I'll get it in now because I know at least one person will want me to message it, uh, mention it. Uh, Ted O'Keefe still has me blocked on Twitter, so fuck him. Right, okay, so moving on. <laughs> There's one guy who came out and everyone was like, oh, and I was like, fuck him, he's blocked me on Twitter, you can fuck off. Right, um, so I've got questions from Vicky Vago, uh, Vicky Vago man, uh, which it was one offhand comment in, in on one of the mosh pits that he made, and every time I see him, he's like, Vicky Vago man. Uh, hey, man. Hey, Oh, wait, man. No, it, no, man. It's that, and uh, Kaylee pointing out that Murphy looks like he just says Murphy, Murphy, Murphy all the time. It just, it's little things that ruin wrestlers a little bit for me. <laughs> so every time I see him, he does, he's like, Murphy, Murphy, Murphy. Anyway, right. Here's some questions. Uh, after becoming a massive football fan, after taking part in the World Cup sweeper last year, can we expect Scotty to pit his footballing knowledge against the boys in the WrestleZone Fantasy Football League next season? Probably not. <laughs> I didn't. It's like I am the sweeper because it's like because I wanted to win money, and I didn't win money, so it's like oh, I'm out. I don't care now. <laughs> I don't care. And all and also it's like I only ever enter these fantasy football things because I know someone will laugh at the fact that I've entered it. It's just a pop them. So I, could, I don't know what I'm doing. And I said I'll get I'll I'll get the constant barrage of questions from Vigo and Martin and Dennis and Thunder. And it's like you, you, you know I can't answer. So I'll be on Google trying to find something that I can come back with. I did that one time. Like, oh my god! And yeah, I googled it. I googled it. I don't know what I'm talking about. What is offside? It's the the old uh, Shawn Michaels uh, typing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, AOL. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what offside. I've 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 no idea what offside is. I don't know. I've not a clue. I've not a clue. Not a clue. So comments below. Uh, explain what offside is, so I I don't have to. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I I did know when I was like ten, but I'm, I'm 32 now. I don't I don't care. I, I I don't care what it is. Uh, he's also asked how much. God, he's right. He's butchered this question. How much? How much wrestling promotions does Glasgow and the surrounding area really need? Well, I think we kind of covered that already. More, that's, uh, that's right, more. Uh, if you sign up to the UK Wrestling Council for £60, <laughs> you can get your own promotion. <laughs> We're here to help entrepreneurs. Now, if, um, when, although, like, you know there's too much when the promotion lineups all start looking the same. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, that's, oh, Oh, that's a red flag. So it's like these. This is they. This is the same company under four different names. Got it. Yeah. Why? There's going to be a. There's going to be an open. Uh, oh no! I was about to. Barry. Ah, fuck! I don't care. There's going to be a Mark Monroe open challenge on the show. So you know uh, who's running that one. Um. Okay. So <laughs> I feel bad for the boy, but he's always in open challenges, and you know who's opponent's going to be. And uh, last question he asks is. <laughs> Can I have an import? Which is always Vegas' question. <laughs> uh, if you want, well, it was, well, I mean, you can have an. Well, I mean, it, it, 
not much I can fucking do a bit. Yeah. You might have Archer Taker soon. You know, that's an import. <laughs> Archer Taker. Just get him some Survivor Series 2000 uh, snakeskin uh, <laughs> trousers. That, that was not a good look. That was not a good look. Archer can pull it off. I'm sure he'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Bring that down. Hopefully my predictions for Anarchy. Uh, right, okay. So, we have uh, the Undisputed WrestleZone champion. Uh, he sent me, he was slid into my DMs with a question. Uh-oh. Well, actually, it wasn't even a question. He just put, let Scott know I don't rape Bret Hart. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck, fuck, fuck off. Honestly. Fuck you, Faith. Uh And that- follow up with that. <laughs> That's genuinely more offensive than the Aberdeen Wankathon comment. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm, no, I'm not okay with that at all. Uh, former WrestleZone Undisputed Champion, Damien, has asked... <laughs> well, has he... Again, oh yeah, there's a question to mark at the end there. Uh, the Exorcist is vastly boring. Overrated movie. Thoughts? Fuck off. <laughs> Dick, <laughs> just why are you lying? Just tell him fucking dirty lies, dirty lies. Was the last? I think it was the last one we we, we chatted. You were you were talking about the Exorcist two being uh, yeah. a amazing movie oh. for oh, reasons. Oh, just a, oh, and a train wreck of epic proportions. So <laughs> we've got Ronan King here. Uh, we're oh. going to go back to the Regal Rumble stuff. He's going, how badly was Ronan King screwed out of the 2023 Regal Rumble? Well, I mean, if you hadn't pissed about on the floor for 10 minutes before coming in and paid attention, you might not have got eliminated. You absolute divvy. And I know, it's like some, someone as talented as he is just taking his eyes off it. Like, okay, you should reign as well, though, Ronan. You should reign. It may have maxed out when he came out with his glasses saying number 25 when he actually came out number 24 because uh, Archer wasn't in the match. Yeah. So that right could... He jinxed it right from the start. Youth, the youth of today. Not youth, a clue. Uh, bloody... Not, youth, youth is greater than the young. These damn kids working with children and uh, whatever else CM Punk said when he was eating muffins. Um, <laughs> and the other part of that question is how and how Good with the undisputed title look around his waist if Damien didn't ruin it. Yeah, I, I, I think it will look good in his waist. I think we said before that the, the, the belt's beautiful, so it kind of looks good in anyone. But I, I think Ronan with the championship would be a good a good fit. Drip? It'd be, is that, it could say drip. Possibly. Drip. I mean, if you say something's got a drip, I, I would suggest going to the A&E, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> but, but whatever, that's a good fit, a good look for him, a good look. It would be on fleek. Um, right, yeah. there you go. Be a shaka. Wow. Uh, I've yeah. made it. I, I I I went high with with fleek, and then went very low with Booyah shaka, which I think is maybe a reference that's like from the nineties uh, with Ali G. So we've got a great question from from uh, Callum. Colin Bruce, of course, which I, I was when this question came in, I was like, Yes, Colin, this is an excellent question. It was 
Well, he's put book Arbor Anarchy 2020 if we got it. So oh, uh, maybe not all the matches, but if if you could, if the 2020, of course, before it was, I was going to say before Ronin King, you go, there's there's your, there's your timestamp for you uh, in the world. So a lot of things are going to happen at Regal Rumble, a lot of debuts as well. Um, my favorite, of course, to win it was, was Zack Dynamite. I think I said that before the show happened. So it could have been Dynamite Damien on that show. Who knows? Um, pre-pandemic, what kind of what would you like to see at that 2020 Arbor Anarchy? I can't remember what things looked like before the pandemic, Billy. I can't remember. <laughs> you had a you had a healthy supply of uh, hair dye. I think that was that's what happened pre-pandemic. Oh, the... <laughs> Crusher was still here. Yeah. Still alive. But... The... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, no, not dead. Say that. No, no, like when Crusher was with us, yeah, he's not fucking dead. <laughs> um, so the Academy show was the last show before the pandemic. You had Vigo against Alan Sterling. You had uh, a dynamite against Crusher. Myself and Caleb with a Tormer groin and crap my pelvis. It was my fault, not his. Um, honestly, I, I do. I just, I have to put myself back in that. That was like three years ago, and I genuinely, my brain's fried. I just can't. Um, they were supposed to have guys like um, what's it called Winston, uh, Madison Miles was supposed to make debut. So there was quite a few like new faces yeah, coming in. Yeah, I just, honestly. I can't remember. It, it, it was an amazing it been 20 years ago. I just just that whole time period and just everything shut down. I just I just can't remember. I mean, I could I could see. I could have I, in general 2020. I'd have seen dynamite and Damien being a thing. Um, we got it. We just got it two years later. Mm-hmm. Um. The foundation of the future. They were they were taken about then. They were going strong. And Connor and Connor and Crusher were tag champions. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when Anarchy two thousand twenty two, did 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 probably be a handful of matches that happened in Anarchy twenty two that would have happened in twenty twenty if the world hadn't ended, because there's definitely. The button of heads with certain people who are definitely going in that kind of general direction. Um, myself, with the outfit, was I had my issues with them before the pandemic, I think. And Omar was Omar had been in for proving grounds the year before. I don't likely have seen him involved in a rumble in some way as well. So it it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been as vastly different, I don't think. But I mean, a lot can happen in two years. So hmm. I, it's, I I don't know. It's a really good question that I'm just not prepared for at all because my brain in that period is just fried. Move on one sec. Hold on. Come on then. That's fine. I need to go. I need to go for a second as well. So I'll be back in a minute.
Hello, and we're back. I don't know what oh, I'll use. I don't know oh, what we'll yeah. use in between. Oh, right. Refuel. It's my Ghostbusters of Aberdeen mug. Ah, very nice. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I might use the... I don't know if you've seen the technical difficulties, Brian Tucker uh, thing I've got for... <laughs> might yeah. use that in between for, for, for that little break there. Um, we've got the car seats have arrived. The next stage one and the boxes are humongous. Right, oh. <laughs> so had to had to move those and I'm fucking knackered. Right, anyway, so back on to the show. So we do have uh, a couple more questions, or well, one more question through Instagram and then, and then it kind of leads me into a nice little bit to go down memory lane and hopefully uh, oh. not not going into any more rants uh, about idiots. Uh, but, I, you know, promise, I promise nothing. I I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, so we've got uh, Kirsten Louise Photography. Of course, I've I've spoke about them and recently for for Regal Rumble because uh, she's a new fan. She only found out about you through Comic Con, uh, yeah. and it is immersed in Wrestle's own lore already. Um, she has asked, "What's one of your fondest memories from being a wrestler, or what's your proudest moment?" I think, again, this might cover some of the ground we've already spoken about, so I won't dwell on it too long. And if you want to go back in the archives, you get more. You can you can push, you can push the previous podcast on out there. Um, right, making making the debut, having that first match, you know, that's that that's always going to be a big one because. Uh, not uh, not realizing that oh I can actually do this and then like I said before about Johnny giving me a kick up the butt and stuff and being you know like you can do this um, headlining the ballroom for the first time is good um, the the 2015 match with Joe Coffey and making the entrance and uh, had uh, Kaylin and Shorty Swift with the flag coming out mm. for the entrance I think cool man. And I mean, I think they they've both kind of they've both grown grown up and moved on to other things and stuff because that's what kids do, you know, like the both faces and stuff. But um, gave gave them a, a really nice memory. That was good. Um, God, I mean, no, I mean, no. What do you think, Billy? I mean, like you've been following it for ten years. Is it? I mean, there's there's lots of pride to it. I mean. And just even with the first ballroom show, and just oh, it's really busy tonight. It's sold out, you know. Like me and a bunch of pals used to jump about in people's back gardens doing backyard wrestling, <laughs> and now we're like, how did how, now how did we get to like one thousand one hundred and three people in the beach ballroom with Billy Gunn and Jim Duggan? How did that happen? You know, it's like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it should be a little as well, you know, just you know. I mean, there's, there's. I mean, of course, yeah. Because I've, I've been watching, I've seen you for ten years now. Coming June will be ten years since I saw my first WrestleZone show. So, um, to throw stuff out there for, um, for you, of course, yeah, the ballrooms, worst matches, uh, teaming with X Pac and and all that kind of thing. Um, one that, that of course didn't 
really become a fond memory, but just the thought of it in general was when I got to see wrestled ICW uh, at the Granite City, uh, where was Granite City Fight Club. Even though it didn't become a fond memory, just the moment of it, of you coming out on that, that show was still quite, was so cool. Because I think uh, Crusher was on that show as well against uh, Lionheart. Um, so to see think, that, I'm mixing them up. I think it was the first time they came... Damien was in a tag match and Crusher had the match with Lionheart and the second time I yeah, was that's it. there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. I, Jackie Polo was the champion when you were on the show. Yeah, I, that was it. Yeah. And, I, and I got that amazing picture of uh, Ryan Riley looking up an inflatable sheep's arse. There we go. But anyway, yeah, but no, seeing you seeing you enter that, that I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, even though the match got cut, I thought that's at least a cool moment uh, for, for me anyway, because I've got to see you wrestle so often. Um, Little things like, I like to say, for you, it sounded like for you, it's like your proudest moment was creating memories for for like the Mini Swift and Caleb and all that kind of stuff. It was it was doing that, and uh, for me, you've created a lot of memories because I wouldn't have been as into WrestleZone without the great guys that are on the show. Um, and why have I suddenly got emotional? This is weird. I don't. I'm tired. I'm very tired. <laughs> I was saying you you you've created so many emotions. So so is the guys at WrestleZone as well in general. That's that's why I keep coming back. That's why it's gonna be ten years in June since I've I've come to shows because you keep giving me reasons to come back. I've stopped going to shows for different varying reasons for other promotions, but I keep coming back to Aberdeen um as well. So it's it's just uh yeah, you've 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 done good at the wrestling stuff. <laughs> I think that's probably the best way I can put it. <laughs> It's like, I just, I'm just not, a, I don't. That's the I'm thing about WrestleZone. You don't have to be like the flippy doodad. You don't have to do the, the technical no, no, stuff. You no, create, you create memories. And that's the most important thing for, especially for me anyway. I, I, if you see my reviews, but if I'm, if I haven't watched the show back, I, they're very much emotion, emotive based reviews. Yeah. Because I don't remember the moves. I remember how I felt during the match and how I felt during the moves and, Often it would be your match would be one of my favourites because you created an environment that everyone enjoyed being part of. I mean, I mean, last one of the last matches we've seen you in would have been that Ellen one against Super Executioner, which is hilarious in all manner of speaking, but it worked because you're both hilarious and it made it work. So it's just yeah, you, you make memories and that's 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 what you've done and hopefully hopefully you'll do it again. Uh, but that's that's just uh, the best thing that a wrestler can do is create memories. <laughs> Same to some of the some of the the younger guys who are so like like because again it, it's almost like it's a generational thing and it's like waves for me like wrestling's been long around long enough now that there's almost like you know it's like there's been waves of people coming through and we're in the era right now where it's the most capable physically mm-hmm. we've ever had in terms of like what guys can do. I'm very, very, it's not just me, it's, it's, it's a lot of the guys um, who feel the same way, is what you're doing from a capable point of view when you're 20, it might not come as easy to you when you're 40, but no matter how old you are, you can make moments. And moments and, and basic human emotion are never going to go out of fashion. Like <clears throat> night one of WrestleMania was so... So good. I I love Night One. I thought it was incredible because the stories were compelling. Mm-hmm. And that's never got out of fashion. But 
if you're relying on just getting by and just the physicality of what you're doing, there'll come a time in your life where it won't come as easy to you and you, and you might be hamstrung by it. Story, characters, moments will work whether you're 20, 30, 40 or 50 or God forbid 60. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all up here. You know, and the physical stuff will go because fortunately you know, your body will slow down and time will tell you you can't do that flippy doodle anymore. Mm-hmm. Or it's not going to come as easy to you. So be capable. If you're athletically gifted, do it. But you also need to not forget about the fact that stories and moments and characters are, in my opinion, are more important because I said before, if people are just reacting to the move and not the person doing the move, then you're throwing away an opportunity to really get people into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I had to do that because I can't do all the flippy doodle stuff. So I had to be the guy who, you know, moments and stories and stuff. And when I was in my 20s, when I was in my forties, there wasn't much difference physically in the grand scheme of things because I didn't do anything daft in the first place. So I could still do generally what I did when I was in my twenties. Uh, maybe not quite as quick, but I would get there. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, the, a long, a long-winded answer to her question. But thank you very much for. She was at the Comic Con. I was at the Comic Con simply for the fact that whether the ring was there or not, I would still be at a Comic-Con in Aberdeen because I was going to go to it. <clears throat> and um, I was I, I was cameraman, I was referee, I was ring announcer throughout the course of the day. And I had a really, really good time. And it was very successful for everyone involved. And about halfway through the day, I started really struggling because I wasn't wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, and then I wasn't there on the Sunday because I couldn't manage it. But I don't think I'd have been able to be there both days because half of Saturday I was like, I'm having a hard time now. But I, the ring announcing was so much fun. I didn't have a microphone, so I just shouted, <laughs> which is fine. I can do that. That's fine. And refereeing is a thankless job because it's not as easy as you think it is, um, especially when you've got uh, Connor Malloy and Zach Dynamite and Chris Archer in in like a triple threat match, and they're just moving. And I was like, oh my god, they're moving. <laughs> this is hard. And yeah, I, mean, I suppose I suppose your muscle memory as well is trying it's trying to pull you in positions to be a wrestler as well. When you're thinking, oh, I'm a referee, I don't need to be anywhere near this. It doesn't yeah, at the same time. And it's, it's well, stupid little things like watching watching people's toes, the toes of people's feet, because wherever their toes are pointing, that's where they're going to take off. So get out of the way. Mm-hmm. So just looking at people's like looking at people's footwork to try and anticipate what they're doing before they even know what they're doing, so I'm out of the way. And when the ring's full of people, when you get three people or four people, that's when it gets tricky. Uh, so Dennis and Dennis and Mikey are, are are so much better than most people realise. But yeah, thank you, Kirsten, for the question. It, it took me forever, and Billy had to help me. But thank you. <laughs> Billy almost had a cry. That's just, that's it. That's the hour sleep for you, and a monster. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, no, we're blaming WrestleMania and the lack of sleep for the emotional state that we're that's in. That's it. Today. I'm not crying over Scotty Swift uh, retiring. No, no, that's that's not it at all. <laughs> I, 
I, I saw you. I you know, we all we, we all had we all had a wee moment. But then we didn't really speak yeah. about that. Yeah, the, the, your your last match. We, we talked about the circumstances and what Reese Dawkins did with his big bloody book, uh, but we didn't actually speak about the reaction and just yeah, just just that whole that it just deflated the whole room deflated when that three count hit. I wasn't going to say anything uh, on the microphone, but I, I felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. It, like, like in the moment, I was like, hmm. But then, um, but then I didn't. <laughs> I also didn't. Want, I also didn't want to make it completely about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, is why I said a little thing about Omer, and I meant it. Like he is the future. Um, Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I really don't know what I can really add to it, or yeah. I can really say it. And, I, and again, it's like, we're speaking about, and again, another thing we probably have spoken about, and me and Caleb speak about the, the like imposter syndrome, where people perceive you as more than what you perceive yourself as, because you, you, you still haven't, because you still haven't got on your head around the fact that, like, you're like a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Which is still like a amazing, an amazing thing to be, and um, again talking about having like limited positions in a company, and you're one of twenty people, which is mental. When you think about it, you no, know, like you no, know, you break it down out of everyone. That's mental, and so like you've got your perception of what you are, and me and Kill speaking at this regularly, and then. The reaction that I got, I had to remind myself that it's like, yeah, but you've got to remember, Scott, like the way you see yourself is not the way people perceive you. And mm-hmm. a lot of these people, a lot of the people at the show were at the first at first Aberdeen show in June of 2008. So it's been like almost 15 years that they've like followed the ups and downs of what we've all been doing. So it was like a wee reminder of like, oh shit. It is important. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like just, and um, and it's and like last year, unless you got a really high opinion of yourself, or you're just really, really overly confident, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. <clears throat> I mean, it can be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's like unless you're that kind of person, I, I just like you're guilty of not realizing like. Ah shit! It's fucking, you know, it's people, the action figures made of me, and mm-hmm. you know, the homemade and you show up with homemade t-shirts and stuff, and, and it's like, ah oh, shit! It's like, okay, it's it is it is the imposter syndrome. It's the it's the not being able to quite grasp the fact that to someone else you are something mm-hmm. important, or special, and. In the, yeah. in the same kind of vein, you're speaking about Caleb then, and uh, of course I've, I've thrown Kelly into the bus in a lot of these podcasts, but um, <clears> she was proper, she, of course she got up and she was properly emotional about Caleb winning, but it was because she said, said afterwards, going, I saw his first appearance in the Rumble, and that was one of his first matches. So I saw him in 2019 when he started, and now I'm seeing, yeah. and, and he killed Malice for the first time, uh, and now I'm seeing him in the same match again, uh, what was it, four years later, and winning it. And I've seen that journey, and that's that's what makes it even more special and emotional. Not well, it does help that that Caleb is the loveliest human in the world, and we kept checking tabs on both of us when um, 
shit was happening in real life kind of thing and it's yeah. just just that kind of person but um the fact that she saw that journey made it all the more special i mean for myself of course i've seen you guys for the last 10 years and um to put it in other ways but um another one that i enjoy watching is emerson jane and i saw her second match in 2012 against nikki storm so to see what she's doing now i'm just like yeah i've seen that journey so that's, that's what makes it if she gets signed somewhere that's going to be a very emotional moment for me because i've seen her wrestle for 10 years now from her yeah. very much very beginning um so when i see guys like seen ronan get booked for wrestle carnival for example i'm like yeah i'm seeing this journey because these guys are i mean for lack of a better term 10 years as long as my family when it comes to rest for comes to wrestling so now i'm seeing i've seen the kids go out and make themselves and you guys must be like, even more proud because if you're you've helped to lend a hand actually giving them the tools to create those opportunities and all that kind of stuff so I don't know where we started with that. It was proudest moments, and then we've kind of just kind of went to a wee, <laughs> wee emotional base of going, oh, wrestling's pretty bloody good. <laughs> yeah, it can. It, yeah, I, again, I let can, it. Yeah, if you. If, re, wrestling can be, um, again, wrestling done right. I say done right, you know, you know it sounds cocky, this is done right, but like done. Done, done with a level of attention or and care, and done with more than just here's two guys in tights having a match. And it's almost you know like that that kind of Pavlovian response to, well he came out first so I'll boo him, and the good guy must be second. But I want more than that though. I want I want more than that. I I don't want it to just be wrestler A versus wrestler B. I want it to be. Uh, people have their favourites, you know. It's like, um, and you can grab twenty people, and they all give you. I mean, obviously, there's gonna be some people that really like Killer, really like Aspen. Um, is they're really like they're the two, they're they're the two top guys right now, in my opinion. But you know, you're gonna get a, like a sweeping like, like there's there's a lot of people that really like Connor. Like, like, well, you know, like some of the kids gravitate towards Connor because he's younger and more athletic, and he just totally he's just a nice fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's then is some of your older older crowd who are a little bit smarter, really like the Foundation Boys, which is cool. You know, um, although they're dickheads, damn them. You know, and there's people that have been following it for a long time that really like Damien. He's just like just like a, a, a constant. He's just like you know what you're getting. It's gonna be good. It's a constant. So it's like people. You, you could pull twenty people and get a, a wide variety of different answers, which is, and even if it is just like people saying, "Oh, I like the guy who came out with the funny sunglasses," you know, at least it's something. You know, because they might not know them by name if it's their first time, but they're gonna leave and. The, the, there'll be something about their character or their look where they can say, you know, I like the guy that came out with the horn and did stall. Mm-hmm. You might not know his name, but like, look, I like him. Or, you know, so, or the guy with the pigtails, you know, because that happened at, at the Comic Con. So I, I like him with the pigtails. So Aspen, yeah, cause, because because you like pig, you like pigtails. He's <laughs> like his demographic at the Comic Con was like with like young girls because they liked his fingernails and his pigtails. He's my favourite. 
because they're going to leave now and they're going to tell their friends. And so the guy with the pigtails was great. He gave me, he spoke to me and I got a picture with him. So, oh no, like, no, 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 when are they wrestling next? So let's go and see them. And that's, that's what happens. It, it isn't just a guy in boots and a pair of tights doing some wrestling and then going away again. I don't want that. I want, who are you? Why do I care? And, yeah. and if you set up in that way, that's when you can start telling stories. And then that's when you get people like yourself that be coming for 10 years and you can tell stories to people that be coming for, they're coming for 10 years because there's history to call upon. And I, I, I hate cold wrestling shows. Yeah. And I'm, and, and it's a place for them and I'm not being a dick. It's just my personal preference. And it's like, and there's some companies who just do nothing but cold wrestling shows. What are you creatively getting? What, what's your fulfillment? From a creative standpoint, because I I want to be telling stories and being creative. I I I, I, I want to give people moments and just doing a show and then go away and then doing, doing the other show. And they're all separate and they're all just like they're all just like isolated shows. And it's fine, but I wouldn't get any fulfillment out of that. I would, mm-hmm. It's fine, but I don't want to sign. I, I want people to be invested in what's happening. And I don't think enough places do it. I don't think enough places do it well or well enough. And I know I'm biased, but again, my eyes and ears are my barometer. So. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, for, for me, like you say, when it comes to, I've, I've been going to wrestling long enough now, so my, my barometer for, not is it good or not, that's, that's not the best way to put it, um, would be if Kelly enjoyed it. That's that's now my barometer, because she only comes to wrestling. She, she doesn't watch wrestling on television. It doesn't interest her. She likes the live experience. So now I, I, seeing her excited is what makes me more excited about the show, is because I'm like, I could sit there and be a critical prick the whole time, if I wanted to be, I could go. Oh, that move didn't work. Oh, that didn't. Blah, blah, blah. But to to see people emo- like emotionally be invested in each show, that's that's the best bit about wrestling for me. Uh, the wrestling is almost secondary. It's, it's the stories you tell. So, yeah, we're all. I think we're all in agreement. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Um. So before we kind of, uh, I say we're, we're we're hoping for three hours, but I don't think either of us is going to probably make it three hours. <laughs> Um, Bye. Bye. is soon. Uh, when this comes out, it'll be it'll all be like two weeks away. Um, you've talked about your own fond memories of of Aberdeen Anarchy, of course, being in the main event uh, and all that kind of jazz. Um, what's been your kind of favorite Aberdeen Anarchy moments out with yourself? Oh. the first. The first Anarchy, 2013, <clears throat> and when Martin did his introductions, <laughs> Martin did his introductions, and obviously I'm not out front at this point, but I'm close enough to the curtain, and it isn't like a, it you no know, like you no know, the crowd reaction. It wasn't like a yeah. It was a because it was so much people to us. It was. And to us, it may as well have been WrestleMania, 90,000 people. And 
Martin's doing all he can to hold it together. Could you tell you the way to fucking start bubbling? And it's like, oh shit. And it's like, and then from from that point forward for uh, for that show, just everything was everyone's everything. Everyone's emotions were so were no legs were so heightened because it was this this sense of uh, well, we've done it, you know, and. Um, the crowd, just hearing the crowd and the difference, the difference between like 250 people being noisy versus 1,300 is like, like, oh my God, it's a big difference. Um, I came over, I was like, uh, so yeah, Scotty Tehotty against Radle was a, a riot. Uh, for a long time. It's like, it was like speaking to Mikey, who refereed the match, speaking to Mikey about it after the fact. And it's how much fun he had being in there. I was living, I was living vicariously through him telling me after the fact how, how, how much fun he had. And just the fact that Grado was absolutely fucking shit. <laughs> and Scotty was just like, very, just very calmly trying, just trying to keep him even keeled. Because Scotty can be this in his boot now, you know, so it's just, it's funny. Um, that that dynamite having the match with Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. Like, because I mean, like Pat. I mean, Pat. Pat can fucking go. <laughs> he can really go. And that that dynamite was there with him. Actually, that that's a feather in his cap. So that's like that's like that's like leveling up there. Um. There's so much anarchy there, mate. There's so much. I trick it to the table by Tevon. <laughs> yeah. Just to sign the table, mate. Just to sign the table, mate. There's it it a gun going off. Uh, I got a big kick out of Dano against the tanker, to be honest with you. Just two big cunts fighting. And then, and yeah. then you also got uh, Sharp, uh, looking Sharp against Hornswoggle on the same show. It's mental. <laughs> It, it was <laughs> it was with Luke and Sharp's beard. Was it Luke and Sharp's beard orange logo? He just went, <laughs> oh God, the visual. Yeah, anarchy, anarchy. It's so it's so much, so much um, great stuff. They're like Crusher's final match. Mm-hmm. You know, and his and his and his little farewell afterwards. The main event of that one, the triple threat with Aspen, Damien, and Zach. I could, I could, this would this literally be just like rattling off like every here's, match. <laughs> here's things that were really good. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff. Like Duggan, it's like Duggan. No, the biggest reaction we've ever had on our show is still when Duggan came out. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a reaction bigger than Jim Duggan's entrance. There's nothing. They've had no, like they've had good reactions. They've had great reactions. They've had like genuine, you know, like for the difference between, like to, to use like a recent a recent example, I was saying to Caleb the the reaction of the good guy winning the people being happy versus the reaction of the man you wanted to win this year's rumble are different because. When the guy that you want to win the rumble wins, it's like this—it's almost a fucking release. It's like this weight has been lifted off of everyone's shoulders, 
with all the drama. And when they finally see their guy or the guy that they wanted to win, win, it's like it's like a fucking it's more than it's yeah. more than the guy winning. It's like this visceral thing. <laughs> it's like it was see it, it was three o'clock in the morning. Morning after the 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 legal rumble. And Caleb's like a bit, you know, like five beers deep for something. And he's like, I can't sleep. And I said to him, winning the rumbles, a rush is it's like, it's amazing. It's like, it's different. It's more than. It's definitely more than. It's more than just a good guy winning. It's like, it's when your guy wins. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. And you can, and again, that, that's special. And you don't get those reactions every time. You know, like, you know, like winning a championship or winning a rumble or. Those kind of things are more than, and um, yeah, it's just yeah, just just funny. He, he couldn't sleep, and and I was I don't know why I wasn't in my bed, but I was again. It's a control thing. I was off the next day, so I could stay up late. I should be in my bed. I no, I should be in my bed, but I wasn't because control. I control this time. I'm not going to bed, and I see Caleb so often. He's like, I can't sleep. I'm still buzzing. It's good, is it? It's amazing, yes, yeah, because it's more than it's more than. I think that's a great way to kind of close up the the podcast. This has been it's been a little bit different. Last few times, I've just I've just kind of sent you on tangents. But this one's been a little bit more. This has been like the most uh, grown up episode of the podcast <laughs> where we've had emotional moments. I did a two a two minute um, terrible advert for Manscaped.com. If you go to Manscaped.com and SWN twenty twenty percent off free shipping. Uh, and you can you can also have your balls nice and smooth. Anyway, right, okay. <laughs> so, is there anything you want to plug before we, we kind of go for a nap? Not together. Well, go for a nap before WrestleMania. <laughs> That'd be weird. We'll go for a nap together. Uh, well, Aubrey and Anneke tickets are on sale. Uh, we've got two shows at the Wrestling Training Academy, one in the afternoon and one at night. Ringfiredworld.co.uk. You'll get all the, the again. Apparently, WrestleZone is ranking really high in their search thing now, so that's nice to see. Um, yeah. So April twenty second, uh, the 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 Academy shows May thirteenth is Abby and Arnicky. I will live vicariously through everyone on those three events. I'm sure they'll be great. I'm sure. Um, Omar and Caleb and Vigo will give me all the grisly details afterwards. You now, if anything happens to the ring, Thunder will moan at me about it, although it's not my responsibility. <laughs> um, maybe the ghost of Mr. Malice will appear in some capacity. I don't know. You only hope. I don't, I don't know how we saw Vertical after seeing that. Uh, this is, he's, got, he's got some kind of death wish I don't understand. But he's once a year, so he's making the most of it. God knows what goes through his old brain, but he's well, mush, mush at this point after seeing his, his head hit the apron. Um, yeah, but, the... but yeah, Anarchy, I can't wait for it. Of course, when this goes out, the train academy shows will have happened. But if you're on Patreon, you would have you would have heard that little plug for it. So go to it. But yeah, yeah they that... just on the, still staying on that. No, I know, I know, Anarchy is the big one. Uh, Anarchy is like is. Apparently, Anarchy's over half sold out already. So here you go. <laughs> People want to see it. Don't sleep on the Academy shows because the vibe's different. If you've never been to the Academy, you get a chance to see the facilities. They're great. Um, different vibe. Intimate, smaller. It's, 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 it's almost like a fight club thing. 
mm-hmm. like it's down like, like you had to go down that wee lane to get to it. It's not a speedy, it's not like a dark lane. You had to go that lane to find it. Like everything signposted. And it's almost like this like this underground secret little like thing for like for like forty people and it's like they're they're, they're cool, they're different. Uh I would check it out. But anarchy is always a good time. And uh Aspen Faith is still ever how it is a hell of a match. And I'll look forward to seeing it after the fact. And thank you, Billy Billy Strachan. Always a pleasure and never a choice. Perfect. Thank you very much.